welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Exhortation by David Francis on August 21st, Lord's Day Service. Hear the exhortation. The Bible is full of phrases about God as an author. Beginning in Genesis 1, we read that God spoke the cosmos into existence. And then we read again in Hebrews 12 that Jesus is the author, the foundation, the perfecter of our faith. For pretty much every good endeavor we can put our hands to, we see that we have an example in God. Whether we make music, for God sings over his creation, whether we are studying engineering or biology, we see God's workmanship and then we imitate him. Doctors, philosophers, teachers, technicians, homemakers, translators, builders, handymen, whatever you do, wherever you turn, we know that God has spoken about such things. But for a few minutes, I want us to dive into God as the divine author who weaves an infinite story. Each one of us was once nothing. And then God brought each and every one of us into his story. And now that we've entered into time and into the stream of history, we have a tendency to strive against this author of the infinite and eternal story. Made in in the image of God, we also are telling stories. We can't help it. It's inescapable. It's not whether we'll tell stories, but which or whose story we are going to be telling. Our temptation is to forget our place in this story. Or rather, we like to put ourselves smack dab in the middle of the story, of anyone's story. After all, whose eyes do we look through to perceive the world? What could be, be more important than you know, yours truly? When reading a, sto- a novel or if we're watching a movie, it's easy for each one of us to perceive character traits of the very various characters in the books or in the movies that we're uh, enjoying. And we can pick them up with relative ease. For instance, if you've read uh, C.S. Lewis's story, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, the first line of, the, of that novel starts this way. There once was a boy called Eustace Clarence Scrub, and he almost deserved it. Right away, we know there's a fair amount we know about Eustace, just from that one line. Uh, yet we have little instances like that in our lives which we'll be oblivious to. We don't, we don't catch ourselves in the same way we just picked up on Eustace there. So either willfully or ignorantly, we're not as perceptive about ourselves in God's story. So for instance, when little Johnny's playing with his peas at the table and mom snaps at him, what does that tell us about mom? I mean, come on, let's give her a break because after all, she's had a long day, her legs are tired from standing, and her husband has made some fat-headed comment earlier, and now he's just piling his mouth full, oblivious to the vegetable playground that Johnny's making over beside him. Johnny has found that last nerve of his mom, and he's playing it like a guitar. Or husbands, when your wife says something that you consider disrespectful, do you snap at her? Do you get embittered? Give her a hard time? Children, or really anybody for that matter, everybody here, When your friends are doing something that you're not explicitly invited to, what's your response? And then children, when your parents 
ask you to do something um, that you're not really, you know, you, you really would rather not do. Well, do you do it right away with a willing attitude? Or do you drag your feet, run away, or just mumble something else while you do it anyway? So here's the exercise for us all. I've tried to give a few examples that perhaps all of us can relate to. Uh, you know, some sort of situation that we have difficult, difficulty in being faithful or doing what we know is right. So if somebody were reading the novel of your life in those moments, how would the reader judge you? So to help overcome sin, in particular, those bad attitudes, those times when you know your heart's not in a good spot. Uh, do, can we do our best or can, do our best to read ourselves like somebody would from the outside would be reading us? Are you the grumpy guy who's easily offended or the lady who has to walk on eggshells? Um, are you the person who always wants the glory? We read stories with these type of people because it's human nature and we, we, we read a story and say, yep, that happens. So we've seen it either in ourselves or in others. So the question before every one of us today is when God brings adversity or a new challenge into your life, because there's a hint, he will, this will continue to happen. God, uh, help. this is one way he leads his people into new adventures, to new things. This is good for us. How do we respond? Do we respond in faith, knowing that the author of all things, of you and me, the author of this particular challenge that's laying before me, when that's laying before you, do we start fussing or do we run away with fear and worry? If a reader were to look over your past life, if, he, if someone could watch every single moment over the past two weeks, say, in your life, how would they describe your character? Well, here's the good news. The good news of the gospel is that God has written himself into the story. Therefore, Christian, your story arc is one of redemption. You're not stuck as a depressed person or a, the prideful person or the one wanting all the glory. God has already set the stage, and you're either in the first act, the 10th act, the 100th act, the play is happening, and you're in it at this moment. So regardless, you are live, you are on stage. So if you need to repent after trying to think through, all right, this, this is really the character I'm playing right now, repent and then come back. Join the play again, and play your part faithfully, obedient to God in all things. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com.